Welcome to the Becoming Mum podcast. I'm your host, first-time mum-to-be, Nicole Joy, author, teacher, and wellness advocate. And I'm here to support first-time mums, mums-to-be, and mums who want to be throughout their conception, pregnancy, birthing, and parenting journeys. I'm here to remind you that the path we end up taking may not quite match up to how we thought it would look, and that's perfectly okay. Each week, there will be honest and vulnerable chats about anything from supporting yourself through fertility treatments and morning sickness to hypnobirthing and sleep habits. This is your podcast to help support you through one of the most incredible and challenging stages of your life. Thank you for being here. I truly hope it makes a difference. Anna Victoria is a fitness professional based in California. She's the creator of Fit Body with Anna Victoria app and has a community of over 1 million strong on social media. She's one of seven children, has always wanted a family of her own, and like many struggling to conceive, never expected it to be so challenging, particularly when she leads such a quote unquote healthy lifestyle. This is her story of trying to conceive for the last year and a half with her husband, Luca. Anna, well, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm excited to chat to you today because I, as as we mentioned before, like everyone's journey is different, but I, I kind of feel what you're going through with the TTC acronyms <laughs> for people that don't know what that is, that's trying to conceive. And I feel like you're so similar to me, like an open book and you share really openly with your community. Yeah. How has that helped you on your on your journey trying to conceive and, and, and dealing with unexplained fertility? Um, it's honestly been one of the biggest helps and um, the response, you know, of course, sharing something like this is scary. And, mm. you know, I probably went back and forth for about four months of whether I should share. And it was always kind of like, okay, if I get my period, like I'm, I'm going to share, you know, and then the time would yeah. come be like, Oh, but I'm not ready. Like I just, I'm used to being really vulnerable in my fitness journey, you know, on Instagram and on social media, but this was new territory for me. Mm. So it it really took a few months of that kind of back and forth because in a perfect world and in my perfect world, my announcement would be I'm pregnant. (laughs) And I really just wanted to, you know, give it as, you know, as much time as I, you know, as I could handle, but it really got to a point where the weight of this entire experience and honestly keeping it a secret from my community that was weighing on me too heavily. And so Mm. sharing it, you know, just a getting that weight off of my shoulders and being able to explain like, Hey, this is why my fitness journey has been a bit up and down lately, you know? Um, Mm. and just having this community of women, to talk to, to bring awareness to this topic to, um, and to, you know, meet other women that are going through the same thing. It's just, it's really helped me cope and get through and it's, you know, made a huge difference. Mm. And is it something that you chatted to your husband about, like whether you were going to, to share or not? Yeah, 100%. I was not gonna share I'll I'll never share anything on Instagram that he's not okay with and that we yeah. haven't had a conversation about like I don't ever want to assume <clears throat> and you know it's funny because on my side <clears throat> excuse me I was actually as hard as it was I knew it was gonna be I knew that my community was gonna be so supportive so I was okay with sharing it it was sharing with our families that like really just tore me apart inside. And for him, it was the opposite. 
he was like, oh, I'm fine with telling my parents and our family, but, you know, telling the world, that's a different story. So we kind of had to both get on the same page. So Yeah. Okay. And have you had lots of women reaching out to you saying, you know, I'm going through something similar and, and thank you for sharing and all of that? Um, hundreds, like yeah, me too. Hundreds, and then that's like the actual women that are going through it, and it was like thousands of messages of support. So mm. honestly, it was amazing, but it was a little overwhelming. You know, like it was just like, holy moly, I want to respond to every single person yeah. <laughs> a lot. You know, I just, I honestly didn't expect how big of a response you know it was going to get. Mm. I, I, I know, I know what you're saying because. It's, I don't want to say that it's taboo, but it's not, well, more and more it's being openly shared, but by by and large, it's still, it's kind of a hidden thing so that when somebody does come out and speak about it, everyone just goes crazy because it's like, oh, finally, somebody's talking about this. Totally. And I actually, so personally, like you said, like I'm, I'm an open book as you are, and you know, I can (laughs) overshare sometimes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) I have received messages from women that have said, like, thank you for sharing. Like, I can't share it with my family. And my heart breaks for them. It just, you know, sharing with my family as hard as it was, they were a huge source of support. Um, Mm. Unfortunately, not everyone has that. So at least I think, you know, as social media has its its upsides and downsides, I think this is one big up that. Oh, 100% you know, yeah, find a community that can give them that support. So Yeah, definitely. So can you talk us through your journey so far? So you came off the pill in uh, in November 2017, I think it was. Is that right? Yeah. So November 2017, I got off the pill. We were originally um, going to start trying that May. So, so, you know, six months prior, but with some things at work, it was just like, oh, you know, let's wait a little bit longer. And I'm like kicking myself. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) why? Um, so, but November, 2017, um, and then it is now May, 2019. And so it's been a year and a half. Um, and we did try um, to conceive for 12 months without seeing any doctors. And I, I did go to like my OB and he was like, well, you know, until you hit uh, 12 months, you know, you don't, you don't really need uh, help, et cetera. It's normal for it to take 12 months to conceive. Mm-hmm. So at the 12 month mark is when we went to an actual fertility specialist and Pretty much from the beginning, um, you know, they did the general blood work and we did our first IUI in December um, 2018. So one whole year, you know, after mm-hmm. and unsuccessful, did the second IUI right away. It was unsuccessful. Um, the third month, um, that's kind of when Luca and I were like, you know what, let's, let's pause, you know, let's kind of. Mm-hmm take a break because with an IUI, which is not nearly as invasive as IVF, um, but with IUI, you still have to do like injections and, you know, shots in your belly for the trigger shot um, and take hormones, which, you know, have side effects. And Mm. honestly, I think it was affecting Luca more than it was affecting me, you know, the person who was physically <laughs> going through it, um, it. It was affecting him a lot. Like, Do you uh, mean because he's watching you have yeah. to go through that? Yeah. yeah. And and he kind of had, you know, some sort of like ups and downs emotionally himself. He's 
he's a very um he wears his heart on his sleeve so he does not mm-hmm. hide his emotions he's italian you know i was gonna say he's italian right <laughs> yeah, yeah so he yeah. yeah just complete you know bleeding heart and you know we've always had very open communication on this entire journey to be honest almost too much <laughs> so, mm-hmm. One of the things that I learned that helped us the most is to not tune him into my ovulation, you know, and as much because, you know, just it was, you know, putting a lot of pressure on both of us and the entire, you know, situation. And it makes it no fun, <laughs> you know, yeah, it comes, exactly it's the fun out of everything. And it becomes so robotic. And so that's something that in these more recent months has helped us a lot. So, yeah. So, so then for the last, say, two or three months, you guys have kind of just put press pause on on the um, going to the clinic and, and getting help? Yeah. So I would say that that's probably the best way to say it is we've, we've put a pause on going to the clinics and like all the medication because mm-hmm. Of course, we're still trying. Like, you know, when you have been trying, I mean, you you tried for five years. Like, I'm sure you, you know, felt this even more than I did. But after a year and a half or so, you can't just forget everything. You can't no. stop being in tune with your body. You can't stop feeling or knowing when you're going to ovulate or what part of your cycle you're in. So these past few months, I've tried my best to forget mm. and to just like live in the moment. Um mm you know, uh, I can't say that, that we did it completely, but like I said, we just did our, our best. And so, um, still not pregnant. So no good news to share. Um, and pretty much where we're at right now is we've been traveling, um, in May, we just got done, um, visiting Italy and visiting his family for a few weeks. Um, June, we have like a bunch of like, you know, workout events. And, uh, so after that is when, if we haven't conceived by then, then we'll do IVF in either mm-hmm. July or August. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, you've got a plan. And I think, so I was exactly the same. Like when I was seeing a counselor, they were like, you know what, this is too all consuming for you at the moment. You just need to take a break. So taking a break is sometimes, even though you think, oh, am I losing time as this precious time? I'm not going to get back. In hindsight, it's actually one of the one of the best things I ever did. And I speak to so many women who do need to take a pause, whether it's two months, three months, four months, a year, And in hindsight, they always look back and go, thank God I took that time out. Yeah, no, I think it's been really great. It's kind of just allowed us to be human again and not, you know, trying to be baby making machines, you know. Um, I will say though that the thing that I have continued doing is getting my um, blood, my like hormones checked because they did find out that I have hypothyroidism. Um, and a few of my levels are, you know, either elevated or low. And so I have been checking those at the beginning of each month. Um, just because while, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, just relax and it'll happen. I do think that there is an element that can help, but there's also a medical side, you know, that is, of course, I, I hated that advice. (laughs) It's like to a point I get it. And I agree. It's not that I don't think that's correct. It's just that Mm. it doesn't really, it doesn't help. You know, no, it do- it doesn't help a woman who's trying, you know, her hardest. To, you know, just relax, okay, sure. And you know what I actually found is that it kind of put a little bit of pressure on me of people being like, "Oh, as soon as you stop trying, it's gonna happen." And I'm mm-hmm. like, "Well, three months in of not trying, it still hasn't happened, and that 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 kind of sucks, you know, to yeah. like have that expectation and that hope." Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, totally. Now, like for people that don't know you, you're super healthy, you work out, you yeah. eat well, you do, you know, you do 
all the things, you know, so you, it can't be because you have an unhealthy lifestyle. Right. Um, but when I was just watching your YouTube videos in preparation for this interview, uh, I I came across your, you were saying that some of your doctors were saying this could be stress-related for you. Yeah. So how have you sort of tried to not eliminate, I mean, you can't eliminate stress completely, yeah. but ha- have you sort of done some things to, to reduce the stress in your life? So, um, yeah, this is a really interesting topic to me. Like just, I feel like the idea of stress, you know, first of all, it's subjective. Like it depends on the person, you know, and, um, what is the the saying that I really like, but of course I always butcher it when I try to think of it. (laughs) What is chaos for the fly or like, no, what is normal for the spider is chaos for the fly, you know? Yes. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I, so I'm a business owner, like my, myself and my husband, we work together. Um, you know, we have like my fitness brand, we have an app, we built it ourselves, (laughs) which is a huge, (laughs) um, and so, you know, there's a part of, there's an amount of stress that like, we just, we have to deal with, you know, we can't minimize work related stress to a point. And I, so what happened is when I started realizing like, okay, stress might be causing some issues here. Let me try to like kind of hide from the world and hide from my responsibilities. And like I was, I used to post on Instagram, um, three times a day, almost every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, that's a lot of content. That is a lot. Head that is valuable, you know, and like I would throw in like a pretty picture here and there to kind of offload, you know, the pressure of, you know, amazing content. Um, and so I like even started posting like almost every other day, sometimes once every two to three days. And it was kind of like not intentional. It was just me genuinely being like, I can't handle this right now. Mm. Um, and with work, so we have a team, there's, um, we have about, there's nine of us total. And so, you know, we manage them, um, you know, completely, we have our own office and everything. And I was, would start being like, I'm going to work from home. You know, you guys, you're good. You don't need me. <laughs> like I really, everything that we do has to come from my brain, you know? And mm as much as hiring a team helped a lot. So I don't have to do every single little thing. It still did add another layer of stress and responsibility because now everyone is reliant on me for things. So mm. there's that period of time where I just kind of tried to escape from everything. And I was like, Luca, you're going to handle everything. But that ended up causing more stress because it was just like, this isn't working. I can't do this. I can't hide from life. I can't hide from the world. I can't hide from my responsibilities. And I almost feel like once I accepted that is when that stress went away because I was like, you know, just handle it, you know? And when you face it, you know, for me personally, anyways, is when that stress, you know, got somewhat, you know, reduced and mitigated. So I would say that it's not really a great, like, this is what I did to reduce stress, you know, but kind of just trying to not hide from everything because hiding is what made it worse. Um, yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah. Um, and I feel like just in this day and age of social media and everything looking so perfect online, there was a lot of like, I should be able to do everything. Why can't I? You know, mm. like there's something wrong with me. And just realizing that, you know, what caused me to kind of, you know, go into a black hole was feeling that pressure all around me and then just realizing like, well, you know what? That's BS. Like, you know, 
I don't have to do everything. It's okay if I'm not perfect. You know, it's okay even if we're not able to conceive, you know, like this is mm. just trying to like just accept the, where you're at and not try to run from it and just take things one day at a time. So yeah. I would, you know, what's helped. <laughs> yeah. And, and adopting that as some, as hard as it can be, sometimes it is what it is. That whole, um, yeah, that, that philosophy of like, it is what it is. There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with me. It's, yeah. This is just our circumstances right now. Yeah. Um, I found that to be, to be really helpful. And I guess, just even though you, even though those little things that you said, you know, you went from posting three times a day and coming up with all that content and putting all that pressure on yourself three times a day to, well, I'm just going to post every other day or every second or third day. Like those little things that you came to an acceptance of would have obviously reduced the pressure. Yeah. So it's just like the, it doesn't have to be huge, you know, take a holiday and quit everything in your life. <laughs> Which I feel like I kind of, I kind of did a little bit, you know, and then that's what I was like, okay, that's going to a different extreme, you know, try to find a middle ground. So. Yeah. And, and I, I, I read in one of your posts when you were sort of really going through all of that, I can't handle this. I'm trying to run away from it all. Uh, You know, it's okay to have a pity party, but you've got to eventually give yourself a kick up the butt. (laughs) So. Exactly. Yeah. None of this is to say that like you can't feel you know, your emotions and feel how hard it is. Like it's hard. It's Mm. one of the hardest things that I've ever gone through. And I've, you know, like I, I haven't had an easy upbringing. Like my life was, you know, very, um, my family life, you know, growing up was not very great. And Mm. that actually made me really strong. And, you know, it, it, it gave me kind of a, you know, a mentality of, you know, come at me, like, you know, like, what, what, what next? And this has been something that's definitely kind of knocked me off my feet. And so there's nothing wrong with feeling how hard it is and how much it sucks. But, you know, there's nothing good comes from just wallowing and, you know, self-pity. So, yeah. So it's 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 giving your, yourself the room to process those hard emotions, but then staying in there for, you know, too long a time. But I guess too long a time is different for everyone. You know, too long could be one week, too long could be six months for someone. So you just can't stay in it forever, basically, is the bottom line, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now as a fitness professional, we've mentioned that a few times. I'm I'm really interested to know, did any, once you started seeing uh, medical professionals, did anyone throw the, it's your workouts, you've got to stop working out so much at you? Is Um, that something that came up? So they didn't default to that, but they did ask me like, you know, what does your workout routine look like? And I told them I work out, you know, four to five times a week, 45 minutes a session, maybe an hour, maybe 30 minutes sometimes. And, you know, pretty much everyone's like, well, that's not too crazy, you know? And Mm. so they didn't really seem to think it was an issue except for the fact that some of those workouts are really high intensity. And so that was more where they were like, you know, it's okay to keep working out, but lower the intensity. And so I was told to keep my heart rate below 140. Um, and no one really said to gain weight. There's, you know, a, a lot of the feedback that I've gotten is, you know, well, some women can lose their periods from, you know, eating from restricting calories and dieting. Um, I've never been anywhere even close to that. Like I've, I'm not the fitness person that's like, fitness is everything and results are everything. Like my perspective is fitness should work into your life and be a complement to your life to where you can work out and eat healthy, but you can still go out and enjoy yourself and not feel guilty about it, you know? Mm. And so 
anyone who follows me know that I'm not going to say no to gelato or yeah. like you're married to an Italian. You have a dog <laughs> called Rigatoni, like pasta is life. <laughs> exactly. So there was never a question of like, oh, your, your body fat is too low. But with that being said, my personal viewpoint of it was, well, what if I do need to gain a few pounds? Like that is worth it. You know, I, mm. I, care enough about my body fat or what I look like to have this be what's standing in the way. So yes, I have gained some weight, you know, and the personally, I don't care. Like I don't look at myself and think, Oh, I can't wait to get this off. Like never. And honestly, like, I mean, just Luca is just the best. And he's just always like, I, I love the extra <laughs> you know, on you. Um, and, but I'm not going to lie because of social media, it has been a little hard because all I see are, you know, women who are just so, you know, like lean and strong and just on the top of their game. And it's not that like, I feel like I can't get there or that, you know, they're better, but it's just like, oh, like I I wish that, that I was in that part, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if I have like the exact right words of how it makes me feel, but just not going to lie. I'm human and it, it has that for that reason. And it's, that's your world is, is the, the fitness world and, and being on top of your game. So I guess this is a, a period in your life where it's like, okay, well, I'm not there at the moment. I'm going through my own thing and it's going to look a little different to, to other fitness professionals. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you look amazing. So, <laughs> um, I'd love to chat to you about just sort of going back to that sort of um, time when you you were trying. Now, you mentioned it in one of your videos, and I never really heard of the the term symptom spotting. Yeah. Um, and after hearing you speak about it, I was like, oh gosh, that would cause a lot of women a lot of stress because you're, I guess, continually looking for these symptoms. Can you talk? A little bit about that like and I guess it's hard to to switch off now even because you know all of that stuff yeah so pretty much as of right now I've like banned myself from googling things yeah good (laughs) idea that's how I stop myself from symptom spotting as much um so pretty much what symptom spotting is is when you get to a point of having been trying to conceive for so long you start to get really in tune with your body and when you start having cramps at certain parts of your cycle like for some women when they ovulate they have cramps which I personally do I believe it's called middle shirts it's a a German word I believe Um, okay and um you know and of course leading up to your period um so the time that you ovulate from the time of your period to when you ovulate is called the follicular phase. And pretty much nothing happens, nothing special happens in the follicular phase. So that was always for me, like the very relaxing part of, of, you know, my cycle and just kind of life as usual. After you ovulate to when you get your period is your luteal phase. And that is the two week wait, um, the dreaded two week wait, because there's (laughs) you know, waiting to find out, well, did, did I get pregnant? You know, like, did it happen? Implantation, fertilization, all of that. And there are some signs that you can correspond to like implantation. Um, you know, like there's can be, um, implantation bleeding. And so, uh, some cramps, just, you know, nausea, of course, um, sore breasts, et cetera. So when you start getting used to spotting these things, um, it kind of becomes a habit, you know, of like, oh, what, you know, what is this? What does this mean? 
But the unfortunate truth is that symptom spotting, whether it's your period or you're pregnant, they're the exact same symptoms. Like Mm. there's no telltale sign that this means that you're pregnant. This means that it's your period. So um, you kind of just drive yourself crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine. Yeah. And so I'm the type of person where like, I want all the information, like give it all to me. Um, I might not understand it in the beginning, but I, you know, I want to try to learn and digest everything. And so for my symptom spotting, I would just literally spend every night of that two week wait on Google for like, oh, dear, (laughs) deep into like, you know, forums and like reading all these like, you know, just yeah. So um, it's something that I've definitely had to try to um, back off of because it it Mm. creates a cycle in your head of, you know, yeah. Yeah, I that the advice that you gave before you answered that question, which was banning yourself from Google, is definitely advice I'd like to second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it can just really wreak havoc. You're already in a super vulnerable, super emotional state when you go on Google and you and I think you said in your video, you'll see like 50% of responses will be matching what you want it to match. You'll be like, yeah. I am pregnant, I am pregnant. And then 50% will be like, no, no, it's just your period or, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's this or that. Yeah, exactly. And there were months where like I even like would post in forums and, and you know, I would get replies from women that would be like, nope, that, that happened to me when I got my period. And in my mind, I'm like, well, we're different. Like I'm going to be, <laughs> <laughs> I know it, you know. Um, so and it's it's hard because, since, as I mentioned, like I do want the information to like educate myself, there's a line where, you know, there's a certain point where you are educating yourself and figuring all this stuff out. But then once you cross that line, it just turns into an obsession and that's where it gets a little unhealthy. Yeah. It's not good for your headspace at all. Yeah. Uh, in, um, in another interview you spoke about, and you sort of touched on this before, um, but I'd like to, to go into it a little bit more if that's all right, is you sort of came to an acceptance that your life is enough as it is without a baby um, and it's okay. How did you guys come about that together? Was that like a couple thing or? Yeah, 100% together. It, you know, as I mentioned, this whole process, Luca and I have always had really open communication and, you know, there have been times where that has resulted in arguments. You know, mm. it's, it's not its not to say that that open communication always means it's sunshine and rainbows. Like we're a normal couple, you know, like we have ups and downs. Like I've said, you know, things in the heat of the moment and about this topic that I like later felt bad about, you know. Mm. And um, so there have just been really hard conversations that we've had to have. And it was definitely, I would say Luca was probably the first one to say it where he was just like, I'm I." I'm happy with our life. I love our life. If we don't have kids, it's okay. And of course, I think the first time he said that, I looked at him like side eye, like what? <laughs> yeah, know? I was going to say, how did you feel when you first heard that? Yeah. Well, a part of me was just like, do I believe you? Because Luca, when we first met, within like our first month of dating, he was talking about babies. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to attribute to that being Italian, him being Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? And so- yeah. And like, I, I've of course always wanted babies, but it was just was never like an obsession or a fixation or anything. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, I think that just over, over the months, it's, it's not something that we talk about like every night, you know, but no, of course where, not. you know, if there's ever a moment where I'm feeling upset, of course, ever, pretty much every time you get your period, it's like, mm. okay, you know, here we go yeah. again. 
um, you know, he'll always just remind me like, Hey, like, it's okay. You know, like we're, I'm happy the two of us. And with, of course with Rigatoni. Um, and I think it is really important to, to, to really feel that and to know it in your heart, because I think that kind of having the expectation of, well, my life is only going to be complete or worthy once I have a baby can make you miss out on the life that you have today, which is absolutely Mm. something to be grateful for, you know? Yeah. And speaking about gratitude, I was just about to ask, so do you find that your sense of gratitude has really deepened for everything that you have right now? Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I've always felt really grateful for everything. Yeah. Like it's something that on a daily basis, I'm, I don't sit there every day and be like, I'm so grateful, but it, it is like in within me, it just, a, I don't know. I think it's a character trait. I've always felt that way my whole life. I think that it might stem from kind of having a troubled upbringing, but just being like, well, I'm here and that's great. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that's I made it this far. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, I would say yes. Like I, it, it's definitely had a positive impact. Um, uh, it also has made me appreciate the creation of human life so much more. Mm. You know, like when you think about, um, I don't know, like I, I don't have any experience with this, but just, I feel like when we were, in our teen years, it was everything was like, do not get pregnant, you know, like it, it'll happen at the snap of the fingers. And, you know, for some of my like friends who did get pregnant, you know, at a younger age, you know, you would always hear women say, it's such a blessing though. Like there's not, you know, like no matter what age you are, you know, mm. old, young, whatever, it's such a blessing. And like now more than ever, I feel that like anytime I hear anyone getting pregnant, I'm just like, that is amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like thing in the world. So yeah. <laughs> and did you have to work up to that? Because I, I know when I was really in my heart, like it was hard, um, mm. the darkest bits. When I heard people getting pregnant, I, 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 to be honest, I was not saying that's amazing. I was like, this is yeah. not fair. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, yeah. Did you have to sort of work up to that? That? Yeah. I think that the ones that I had the hardest time with were like just random friends on Facebook, you know, that yeah. like you up with or that you know, and you're just seeing like everyone have babies. And there, there definitely were times that it was just like, oh, another one, you know, mm. like, I'm not going to lie. But uh, to be honest, like I, I still like after five minutes would feel like, oh, but I'm so happy for them. You know, like yeah. good because you also, we don't know their struggle. We don't exactly. know how long they were trying for, you know. So um, my best friend, actually, we started trying um, at the same time, like her and her partner, you know, me and Luca, and they got pregnant their first month. Wow. And, yeah. And how so was I, that? Um. I mean, honestly, it was my first month trying. So I was like, I'll be right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess you, yeah. Cause you hadn't had that long time trying before. Yeah. And like, honestly, in my head, this is something that like, I, I can't say I don't still do today, but like, especially in the beginning, it would be like, okay, she's going to be pregnant for nine months. At some point in her pregnancy, we're going to be pregnant at the same time, you know, and Mm. that didn't happen. She actually had a really rough um, experience. She had her baby at 32 weeks and it was an emergency. Yeah. She was in the NICU for, for three weeks, I believe, but now every, you know, everything of course is, is okay. And they're healthy and great, but um, yeah. So um. Yeah. So I would say that there have been ups and downs in my, you know, trying to conceive journey where sometimes it would sting a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, like I, I can say that like, I've definitely been happy 
um, for people. I will say the other thing that I kind of caught myself doing is I got so sucked into um, pregnancy announcements on YouTube. I've just like ran, <laughs> like ran, just you know, like compilations, and I would spend hours <laughs> like watching. Really? Wow! I loved it. Well, just because like all the joy, like oh my gosh, I could mm. cry about it. Like all the joy and love and excitement. And Luca sometimes would look at me. He'd be like, "You're crazy!" Like yeah. you know, all these people. Like, um, and there were times that like I would break out in tears of like, "Oh my gosh, this is beautiful!" And then it would quickly turn into a, "Oh my god, I'm like you know like more yeah. like, sobbing like pain, you know, cry." Yeah. So you know, just I think you do have to get it out in whatever way kind of works for you. So I was going to say that's probably a really good way to release it if it started off as joy and then it was like, oh no, why isn't this happening for me? It's I guess a good way to get it out. So oh well, thank you so much for for chatting with us and I'm sending you all of the the love and baby dust and strength for you guys and on your journey. But I would love to hear if if you've got a, a message or any parting words for any women that might be listening to this that are, you know, right where you are and they, they, they've they just given, given themselves a break and they're, and they're really trying, what would you, what would you say to them? Yeah. I would say just kind of echoing the whole, like your life is complete as it is, you know, mm. and of course a baby, it can um, enrich your life and add to an amazing life, but it's not going to, you know, um, I don't want to say make your life amazing, but it, it, of course it will. But right now, as your life is, you deserve to be happy and Mm. to just enjoy today. Um, and yeah, and to keep your head up. And I, what I've received from a lot of women is, you know, whenever, wherever your journey leads you, whether it's to eventually conceiving natural or doing an IUI, IVF, or even adoption, at some point you're going to look back and realize it was all worth it. And Mm. I think having faith in that and knowing that it will be okay. And, you know, trusting whether it's God or just the universe, just knowing that, you know, your happy ending is coming. Um, that's something that's helped me. So, Oh, I love that. Your happy ending, happy ending is coming. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I will link in the show notes where uh, my listeners can find you on Instagram and YouTube and all of the, where to find your app. Um, but thank you so much for sharing. I, I had a, had a really wonderful time listening to you. Thank you. Likewise. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for allowing me to share my story and bring awareness to this topic. Um, yeah. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> Bye. Oh, she's such a beautiful girl, both inside and out. And I really do wish her the best as I wish for everybody who is struggling to conceive. And I'm, I'm really going to take that saying that she said at the end, which is your happy ending is coming. So don't forget that. To find out more about Anna and to find out more about her app and where to follow her on social media, please head to the show notes on NicoleJoyInspire.com forward slash podcast. As always, I would love a review over on iTunes and you can leave me feedback on my Instagram account at NicoleJoyInspire. I hope you're loving the content so far, guys. I've got so many great interviews lined up for you. See you back here next week.